I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. One time, it's your boy Tasso Tech Life here at Rebel Radio alongside my man DJ Tay. Yo. We just getting it in real quick. Throwing it down for Tech Life, all things Tech Life. Tech Life to the next life, baby. Man, fuck you, Josh. What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. Yo, what's up? Welcome back to Rebel Radio. I'm your host, Josh Levine. My guest today is my man Tazo from the Tech Life crew out of LA, Chicago, and now worldwide. They are a collective of DJs and artists bringing you the footwork genre. I'm sure you never heard of that, but listen up and you're gonna find out all about footwork today. Tazo is about to release his new EP, New Start, and he's been a busy man this year. He's put out eight EPs already in 2016. He's gonna give us some insight into how his crew looks out for each other, how they give each other inspiration, guidance, Dude is a really interesting mix of spirituality, street hustle, and of course, a deep, deep love of music. He's gonna give us his secrets for how he creates new music on the road and what he does to stay positive in the face of all the challenges that come with success. Good stuff in this episode. Right after a very special track of the week, we're gonna hear a new song from the Tazo EP, A New Start. This song is called AM Track, let's go. Mm-hmm. 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 
Yeah, that was Tazo, my guest today with his new track, AM track from the EP, A New Start. Make sure you check for that coming out soon. iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere you get your music. And now let's get into our interview. Oh, thanks for making it, man. I Dude, know thanks for having me, man. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> We're not worried about that. We blur it out like MTV. Nice. <laughs> He's, he just moved here. From okay. Shot, and yeah. So Where'd he, you move? Where'd you come from? Chicago. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. It's been tech life since before tech life. Is that right? Yeah. Where are you from, man? You from out here? Actually, yeah. Um, I spent like half my life. I'm originally from Greece. Okay. I was raised outside of Born Boston. Born in Greece. Born in the States, raised in Greece. Okay. Raised in the Boston area. Yeah. So I was 14. Then I moved to Oakland in the San Francisco area. Okay. Bay. Yeah. 12, 13 years. And nice. I've been out here for like coming up on like two and a half, three years. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, not leaving. No. No. Yeah, I grew up in the Bay in, in San Francisco. And like, nice, yo. Yeah, once you get down here, it's like a whole different. When did you get down there? Oh, it's been 25 years. Fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. You ain't going nowhere. Nah. I mean, it's great up there. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing like down here. No. You can't, no. it, can't it's that nice as scenery up there. Yeah. For sure. For Everyone's sure. like, you're crazy. Why the fuck did you leave that right. for this? Yeah. That's what people down here said. And I was Is like, that right? Yeah. I was oh, like, wow. Y'all are slamming your own city. Like, right. Go up there for 12 years and tell me how it feels. You know, I like, feel like LA people are like self-conscious about LA, you know. Yes, that's for good way. Like most, that's some like, grown man shit. Like yeah, Boston they are. people, Boston people are like we're not like, Boston. They ride or die for Boston, right? Yeah, yeah I wear all green on any day, not just St. Patty's Day. <laughs> right. I was gonna say shit. And then L.A., everyone's like, oh yeah, L.A. Chicago's know, I look proud too. Like yeah, they just won the World sure. Series. I got to see like for the sure. height. Is that right? Of, you were there? Yeah. Not okay. For any of the. Yeah, yeah. But like just there while yeah. we were doing a Midwest run. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of camaraderie from the city there as well. That's I like dope. I like LA. I'm not leaving there. That's why I can kind of convince them to come out there and just feel it out. Cause nice. Well, all, all the bros like Tech Life is always yeah. here, but yeah. I'm always always like right, right, right. I'm, This is my main space. Yeah, you're gonna love it in in about two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what brought you down here though? Um, basically, I'll you know in in San Francisco. Like you came for music. Yeah, I mean. More, more so, just the weather and the yeah. life, you know. Like, yeah. San Francisco is undergoing dramatic change. I'd lived in the Soma mm-hmm. for a while throughout mm-hmm. college. Um, yeah, we had studios downtown. You know, we had all this cool stuff going on in Oakland. Yeah, I was just a mainstay. Like, I was doing hip hop production. I was okay. like, working with a lot of like underground East Bay in San Francisco. Like, oh, is that right? Yeah, man. Nice. Ghost producing, and yeah, I would been DJing since I was like. 19 and 21 and ups. Okay. But before that, I started DJing at like you know, 15, 16. I threw my own house party for yeah. the first time I DJed. Yeah. Threw, my mom was out of town, invited hella people over and set up my decks downstairs on the kitchen table. Nice. All right. Well, I want, uh, we'll get into all that. Fuck um, yes. I'm, I'm excited to have you here, man. I'm, I, uh, I'm still just getting up on your stuff. What? And um, like, I'm, I'm, as I've been listening, I've been amazed, like, the range that you have of different styles. I feel like. A lot of cats, like, you know, you kind of have your one sound and that's your thing and everything's like kind of around the same BPMs. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as I've spent some time with your music, like it's, it's, you know, there's so much diversity 
to what you're doing, which I think just makes it really interesting. It's got to make it interesting for you. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, it's Kesey coming back. So let's go back to the beginning, and, you know, you were just telling me about growing up between Boston and Greece and the Bay Area. Like, how did you first get into music, even as a fan? Um, It's kind of just been like a day one session. Yeah, uh, growing, even as a kid? Yeah, you know, like... I'm not too. I didn't talk to my pops for the greater half of my life, but he was a singer. Okay. I would rate him a good singer in yeah. Greek bands, so they'd yeah. play like weddings and banquets. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just remember my pops with the tape cassette player, headphones, and just rewinding and playing. Yeah. And singing. I think was, one of the first pictures of me was holding a microphone and a balloon. Is that right? When I came to America, <laughs> I liked the mic since That's the cool. early days. But the music. Since day one is just yeah, I've been in an obsession in my family. Greeks are they love music, love to yeah. dance, love to drink. For sure. And then my auntie was from the Midwest. Okay. So she's the only like white lady, Irish, just super Americana. Grew up in that era. And is that right? She, she taught me how to tie my shoes, write cursive, the Beatles, Rolling Stones. Nice. Pretty much humanized me as an American. Oh, that's cool. So I my whole like, and she gave me my first crate. Uh huh. And then there was like Diana Ross, Supremes. She gave me like original copy of like. Sergeant Peppers, oh, Let wow. It Be, yeah. Apple Records on Seven Inch. Do you remember the first records you bought yourself? Man, I was so broke most of my life, man. Yeah. But I actually, it's kind of embarrassing to say that the first records that I bought myself was shout out Kegs One from the Zoo in San Mateo, okay. which is a barbershop uh-huh. slash. Beat factory, is that right? Like graffiti spot, yeah. The zoo, I don't know if it's still there, but like he put out this like A and B side instrumental, okay. And it was the only like instrumental thing I could find at this record shop in San Bruno, and right? Shout out Ultrasounds RIP, it's been gone, yeah. But um, the first record I really bought was Super Seal Kubrick, okay. I wanted to scratch, nice. I didn't, I didn't know that people blended records still at this point, I just thought the techniques uh-huh. and the mixer yeah. was for scratching. How'd you get from like, you know, let it be Sergeant Peppers to like Cubert? Like what <laughs> like like how'd you start discovering Yo, was, like your music? Imagine the feeling starting to jump in because yeah. I, I I get so excited to say that. I imagine it's the same feeling as the cats that before me got when they heard Rocky. Uh-huh. I mean for me it was more Mixmaster Mike. Like okay. I came up. 90s so whatever happened before me was years till I discovered and so yeah for me it was and and even like watching MTV like what was his name DJ Scribble Mm -hmm. he would always be getting down Mm -hmm. Um, I I seen all the rap groups always you know I always loved Jazzy Jeff like I think Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff really like hit it off for me and run DMC when I was mad I just always saw this guy doing that thing and then when I was a kid I love Legos, and my mom came in my room, and I made a DJ booth out of Legos and right? painted my quarters black. Oh shit! And like I like used the helicopter things as like needles. I don't know what I was wow. doing, but I did it. That's dope. And since a very young age, I've just kind of had an obsession with DJing, and yeah. it just came out of nowhere. And when in Greece, I used to get yelled at because I go to the record player and fuck with the record, uh-huh. man. You know, like. Uh-huh. Just it's the same story I heard growing up. I feel like it's like I'm almost copying like <laughs> ten interviews of how do you discover Qbert and all that. Yeah, it was literally just seeing some dude, you know, on a technique, just going back and forth and cutting and scratching and 
you know, I grew up playing guitar, bass, drums, and piano, okay. so. Oh, wow. I play a lot of instruments. So to yeah. me, that was, like, the most foreign instrument of all time as far as self-teaching. and Turntable. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I think, is what helps me out with my tunes, you know? Like, I think that's one of the biggest inspirations to my stuff is, like, the, the art of the scratch battle DJ. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of... If you listen closely, like, I don't use awe and freshes. Yeah. But for, like, the real heads, they, they come at me and they're like, yo, did you use bionic booger breaks? Two or something? Yeah. Or this, that, and the third breaks. I'm like, yo, I did, actually. Yeah. And I own it. And I love it. Nice. I, think I have, like, a whole... Not to draw on about it, but, like, I, I rarely talk about it, but I have, like, majority of my crates are actually scratch records. Yeah. And battle breaks. Yeah. Just in case. And we, so did you... Which started first, DJing or, or making beats? Making beats, yeah. for sure, when I was yeah. 12. Okay. Um, I got this software, Hip Hop EJ. Uh-huh. And um, it's like my mom, I got like mad good grades, and she was like, I'll take you to the EB Games and get you a video game. Man, I've been to that mall, and I done seen in the window just like this software with a turntable on it. Uh-huh. You know, there again, again the turntable. Yeah. The elusive turntable at 12 years old drove me into the software, and then... Yeah, man. At 12 years old, I was, like, making beats for kids in my neighborhood and mm-hmm. 13, 14, having them come over, finally got a microphone. And then, um, yeah, around 15, shout out this girl, Bree, from back in the day. Mm. I used her credit card because I didn't have shit. Yeah. But I had some money. Yeah. And I got um, two Geminis and a mixer with, like, some generic headphones for, like, 330 bucks uh-huh. sent to my door. Great. That was it. Yeah. It was, like, after that. I knew what I wanted to do. But before that, I was playing in, like, random shit, like punk and ska bands, okay. jazz. Yeah. Played in hardcore, grindcore, thrash. Wow. Played in, like, a lot of rock stuff, a lot of reggae stuff, a lot of live hip-hop stuff. You know, like, I was really into music at a young Like, at 13, I was, like, we set up, like, a bunch of shows in New England with this band I had, and we made T-shirts and recorded nice. a 12-track album. Yeah. Really liked it since... Day one, man. Do you remember your first time on stage? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was wearing um, a Dare to Keep Kids Off Drugs. Uh-huh. Sure I was playing bass in this band. Uh-huh. I was at a church in Beverly or something. Okay. Which is next to my hometown of Lynn, Mass. Yeah. My sister was there, so she, if you don't believe me. All <laughs> I remember is I jumped on the bass amp that I borrowed and just jumped in the crowd and, like, hit this poor kid with the headstock and my Fender P bass <laughs> and cracked this kid's oh, bass shit. open. And I just started punching everyone and moshing while still playing. No way. Yeah, it was my first time. Yeah. I was really, as you could tell, it was, I've been, it was a lot of like, <laughs> I've been wanting to do that my whole life, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Finally got to do it. And yeah, so you were kind of hooked immediately. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's my probably only and biggest addiction. Sure, it is his too. It's like, this music's all we got, man. Yeah. Especially in the times we're living, like, look sure. what's going on, man. Like, my fucking album's called New Start. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until now that I think everyone's wishing that they had a new start in life right now or something. Yeah. I don't know if it's the chaoticness of 2016 as a whole or whatever. I just think specifically that, you know, this album's the most meaningful thing, at least in my quote-unquote career, mm-hmm. up until this day. You know, mm-hmm. now we've just met, so getting to the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> That's right. Hey, check it out. Rebel Radio is brought to you by Wix.com. Do you need a website? No, let me tell you, you do need a website, and you can do it yourself with Wix.com. No matter what business you're in, if you got a startup, 
your music career, your uh, earwax collection. I don't know what you're doing. Whatever it is, you need a website. And Wix is used by more than 84 million people worldwide. It makes it easy to get your website live today. You can spend time on your business. Don't spend time building your website. There's hundreds of designer-made templates to choose from. Use the drag-and-drop editor. You drop in your images, your videos, your copy. And next thing you know, you have a beautiful website that you built yourself. It's fast. It's easy. It's free. We did it with rebelradio.net. Check it out. And you can see the amazing work you can do with Wix.com. You're too busy with everything else. Stop worrying about your website. Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com. Create your own website today. Send it to us and we will promote it online. All right. So when did, when did you start to feel like you, were, you could do this for a living? Surefire. <laughs> I I gotta say surefire for me. Surefire. What about you? I gotta say when that's when I, mean, I first got into this in 2010. Okay. And then literally the next day, Spin was like, "Man, I feel so bad that I'm not gonna be able to like hang out with you. I'm going to London for my first time <laughs> myself tomorrow." I'm like, "Nice. Wow, that's so cool." Like I didn't, I didn't even get in the group like to to like be touring the world. I just got in the group on some Chicago footwork. Right. Like, yeah. Just it was just our neighborhood stuff. Yeah, so then he just said that. I was like, well, it could be possible. So mm-hmm. I just kept on with the music, but I stayed in school. So yeah, yeah same. You know, I was it. working. <laughs> I was working a job when I met them. Uh-huh. And it wasn't a bad job, but I'd already got my degree. I finished my schooling for audio engineering. Yeah. And yeah, I think when I realized that I could pay bills with this is when, you know, the agency came in. and Okay. It's actually kind of messed up, like. I never thought I could really pay bills with this stuff till after, you know, rest in peace, Rashad. Like, it's a, it's a big part of the story. You know, he left and they had hella dates. Like, yeah. the craziest tour they were about to ever embark on. All that work was leading up to that. And somehow I got subbed into the equation. You know, I never thought about money. Yeah. It wasn't until Spin broke me off, like, a cut from the run, and he went 50-50, and I looked at all this money, man. I never had that much, like, paper, legal tender. It wasn't that much. Let's get real. Like, I'm sure people would laugh if I said the gross total of what was in my hand. Uh-huh. But as, like, a... But it was a lot to you. It's my whole life, dude. Yeah. Like, if, if you told me that that's all I'd ever get for all the work I did, it probably wouldn't feel good, you know? You'd probably be like, well, you know, I want more. But if, <laughs> of course. Just in that moment in time, you know, like... That was like the biggest deal to me is paying rent with music money, and then it just kept happening. So did you did you buy anything crazy? Was there any... Yeah, fucked up. What would you buy? Um, I probably shouldn't have done it. Probably should have bought. Like I have all the studio gear I want. Yeah. Like minus the upgrade speakers I'm about to get, but like probably then I should have got speakers. But me and Spin, we some hood cats. To the end of the day, bro, my mom raised me better. His mom tried to raise him better. Like <laughs> same with my mom, they tried. But man, we hit the Gucci store. Uh-huh. We went right to the Beverly Center. Is that right? Yeah, bro. They robbed the shit out of us. <laughs> they pretty much shook us upside down and gave us a hand job and right. fucking made us leave with our tail between our legs. But man, we had Gucci fucking bags, man. Yeah. We still admit that was the dumbest thing I think we've ever done. We've done a lot of dumb shit together. That was probably the the apex. I mean, sometimes you gotta you gotta do that to 
to remember not to do it again. And these Kazals. You know? I got to yeah. say it. Yeah, I'm still wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your money's worth. Yo, run DMC, man. All right. I wanted was the DJing and those sick glasses. Yeah. You know, I was like, need that fucking bucket hat. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah. to hit, like, I think I'm just overtly, like, Boston, New York, like, hip-hop, you know? Like, uh-huh. we love the fucking look, the flavor. Yeah everything so i think that mentality transferred into the gucci store (laughs) i was like fuck it i'm gonna get mines right and i'm gonna only do this once yeah so make it worth it exactly i mean that's the thing right you could probably survive it once right as long as it's not a you know becomes a weekly habit or whatever yeah that's when cats get in trouble right dude i'd be hearing foul stuff like you know two chains shout out titty boys like every time i get stressed out i go buy a new car right i'm like God, I don't have your problem. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. More money, more problems. So. For sure. Yeah, but I think that that was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. Top 10 yeah. Gucci store. So tell me about Tech Life and, uh, you know, how, how does it work? How does the, how's the, how the crew come together? Okay. Like, how do y'all work together? Um, You know, Tech Life is our life. Like, you take the tech out of it. It's a pretty easy equation. We wear it. I have it tattooed. Yeah. Elbow to wrist. I live every day and go to sleep thinking about it. Um, what it is is a coalition and a group of men and women around the world originally started in Southside Chicago, I believe. All over Chicago now we got homies. And then it just went from there to Rashad and Spin meeting Ashes 57. Yeah. Um, Delphine. And they pretty much had ghetto technicians cracking and before that, you know, they were in dance groups. Huh. Um, but when it all came together was, like, when he came in, it was around the time, you know, Manny had already been in. Earl, I think, was coming in. Um, Delphine was... I mean, there was a lot of people that already set up with this before I got there, so I'm trying to remember exactly. I even believe Felon Easy and Jackie Dagger already repping Tech Life. Like, okay. A few months before me and... So how how do you? It's like, crazy. It's just nuts how it all like I'm I'm running it back and saying it over and over again. It's almost like it's hard to believe, but yeah, we've basically yeah just met Spinner Rashad like in San Francisco. So tell me how it works as far as like, because there's like a crew and a friendship element, but there's there's a business right. element too, right? Yeah, of course. So like got to be. So how how does that work together? Like. Like, as far as business, like, how do you help each other? Like, does all the money kind of go into one place? Or is it, like, is like like is it, like... We don't really talk money too much, the guys. Like, okay. We don't think that's, like, kind of last on our, like, our, our to-do list as yeah. far as discussion. Because the money that comes in, um, anything having to do with Rashad, go, like, money goes to his son, right. Chad. Yeah. So that's one route if we're going to talk money openly. And, you know, eventually we'd like to open that up. And hopefully me, like, I'd love to open up, you know, a fund or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know, that's just open but still private and unattainable until right. he goes to college. Yeah. You know? That's good. But the other money goes back into the business. So it's like, you know, we cut records these days. It's not cheap. Right. So a lot of the gross profits from these Wonderful apparel made by Ashes 57 and a screen printing team uh-huh. in London. Uh-huh. So that that money that comes in goes right back in, you know. So it's kind of like you got to feed the beast right. to keep it going. And 
yeah, as far as units and sales and all that, um, you know, you got to deal with like distribution and all of that course. stuff. So it's it's on either quarterlies or grouped up and bundled in. So, so it works like a label in that sense. Right? Yeah, it definitely is. But, trans- it's definitely transferred from at first just like a crew mentality, friends around the world, yeah. and the. Rashad okayed the first shirt. He's like, this is amazing. Shirt went crazy. Next shirt, next shirt, and then hoodie or mm-hmm. crew neck. You know, it's just like in- small increments lead into it. And then we all made the the firm decision that 2016 will, will be the year that we release records, not okay. just digital or Bandcamp, like records, right. records. So, right. yeah, and all the money that comes in goes right back in. Okay. And some of us, like, for example... You know, Earl did his album. I'm sure he'll be compensated when his earnings are in, and sure. as will mine. Right. And the same works even on other labels. Hyperdub, they have wonderful payment systems. So, uh-huh. I mean, we're not getting paid like millions, but it feels like it is because we're employed doing what we love. Yeah. And I think any artist that doesn't mention that and thank God or thank their family or anyone out loud, you know, as a sucker, bro, like, God, we're living the dream. I got some homies in the trenches, in the jungles, like... Yeah. Not talking about conquer. I'm talking about in jungles, <laughs> Is that right? in trenches, going to war. Yeah, yeah man. Like, yeah. I got friends that've been doing the same job forever, making twelve bucks an hour, man. And right. look at me, like I'm a source of inspiration now, and I'm starting to own that up and be humbled and and yeah. figure out how to transfer that positivity out to the world through the music. I guess. Do you feel that? Like, like you know, I know, starting out as a musician, like. Music's an interesting career because you start out, it costs you money, mm-hmm. right? Like you got to buy gear, you got to invest in lessons or somebody has to pay for that, right? Yo, like, and you, not you know, cheap. And you, like nobody makes music on day one, like going to work at a job, right? Right. And, and there's no like training, like at a job, you have like training. Right. You figure out, if you're a machinist, you figure out how to use exactly. the machine. Like if you, yeah. any job, even if you're bagging groceries, this is how you bag right. eggs on top. But in music, so if you're if you're fortunate enough or good enough or whatever, if you're successful enough, yeah. that this becomes your income source and your livelihood, right? Then, you know, it's like things start to shift. And as you said, like you're inspired by all these people growing up, and then now you start to inspire other people. And so I'm wondering, like, in the day to day of it, how conscious are you of like the way that that's changing um at first i feel like i was blind to it yeah. you know because as a youngster you don't really realize like energy exchanges as well yeah and the draining uh part of it is it's something you overlook you always wonder why you fucked up why you messed so up. like what's what parts what's draining like just like keeping up with your last best hit yeah. like Doing the shows every time better and better. Just just always trying to outdo yourself, no one else, because we don't compete like no other squad, if you notice. Like, we don't, this ain't some boogie down Bronx shit where it's like anyone wanna fuck with us. Yeah. So that's cool. That's like a security blanket. Right. Usually that's where the stress comes from is, oh, damn, like, you know, you think of like the Locks versus Rockefeller. That was a real rap battle. Like, people could have got killed over that. Yeah. You know? I mean, in some situations they did. Not that one, but. Yeah, like, the you know. G-Unit locks battle was funny, too, because, right. like, they, you know, I'm getting sidetracked. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. things could stress from exterior perspective, 
and so stuff. Do, do or you guys it. have that? Is there like beef with other crews? No, that's the coolest part of our job. Is it's like it's a lot. It's we're like hippies, man. It's peace and love and music. We got yeah. no beef. We don't talk about no weapons. Like, yeah. in fact, we encourage people to just you know be themselves and enjoy this life. But I think like going back to what I was saying, as I digress, just to wrap it up, like yeah, that energy yeah. Um, is draining, man, on you. And older you get, the more you realize not to care. You let go. Mm-hmm. And and you realize that these are all forms of egomania. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite teachers, a wonderful, like jazz musician, man, Dave Ernst, he said, like, you know, thinking you're the shit and thinking you're a piece of shit is the same form of ego tripping. Just like polar opposites. So it's like those emo kids that are like, Ooh, those people are just as bad as the gun token, yeah. rap, mm, lifestyling. Yeah. Same thing, different. Same shit, different toilet. Sad boys. Sad. That's brilliant. Yeah, man. So that that that's I just kind of wanted to wrap that up, like just not to sound too far left field or anything. But when you know that, man, it's power. Knowledge is power, and you know they say those who throw mud lose ground in war. Mm. And so, you 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 know all these isms and things, you know, like they they lead you to believe either right or wrong, and that's for you to decide over time. And, you know, the energy you expand in between these kind of beginning and end trajectory course. Yeah. You know, like, the energy you're expanding is, like, so vital, man, mm-hmm. to the art that you don't even notice what you're doing till you get around my age, I feel like. Because I think all, like, I think he's more woke than most cats his age, and he's been talking, like, lately and making me realize it all over again. That mm. Any negativity is just going to hurt the game. All positivity is prosperity. Sure. And so that's kind of how we... Rashad and Spin trained me in a few art forms, and one of them was kill, kill them with kindness. Mm. And, and and really, do that. Don't be fake about it. Like, if you're going to shake someone or shake them up, look them in the eye. Like, give her... It's kind of like the old schoolyard mentality. Treat everybody like you want to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want no one to treat me. I don't deserve to be treated at, and, sure. unless I'm out of line. So yeah. that's why I always just try to stay positive and humble, man. I think that's the only way to do it and get ahead. So how do you, um, back to, like, the the crew, right? Like, how do you balance, like, you know, your own, you know, your own yourself as a as an individual artist, right? And you, kind of your own needs and priorities and all that with what the crew needs. How, how do, like, what does everybody do to make sure that those things stay in line together? Well... I think everyone that's up in the front line of the battle is pulling their own weight, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the guys that are either up and coming or getting their records together or just been A1 since day one trying to get out there are pulling their own weight as well. But it it comes a time where it's like, I don't know, everyone's got to kind of, you kind of got to ask everybody to get yeah. a whole answer from that because that's what I'm saying. I'm just one piece of the puzzle. But for me, my job is to just... Stay doing what you said in the opening statements was like, you know, I, I, yeah, I do a lot of stuff at 160, but I try to do it different and mm-hmm. unique and change and tweak mm-hmm. and shift and mold. You know, like, try to just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know, just basically yeah, yeah. the expectation, always try to supersede your last best endeavor is my only yeah. mentality. And then I donate that to the crew because we all share tracks. Like, we all on threads. Uh-huh. Emails, 
We got the Facebook group always popping. People are throwing tracks in there. And, uh-huh. You know, we, we put ideas up on the table. We all communicate from around the world. I think that's super cool in this age, like, yeah, you know, cool. where we can all just, within the touch of a button, yeah. have our next idea up and running, and no one had to really pay anything except their Wi-Fi bill or whatever, you know? Sure. It's pretty sweet. It's a nice era we're living in as far as, like, global business. Are you able to, like, stay creative on the road? I know some cats I've talked to, like, Hell yeah, I'm they saying. get, you know, they can't write or whatever. They need right? to get a sub pack. <laughs> I don't know. Is if, that right? Yeah, I'm a sponsor. Shout uh-huh. out sub pack. We love you guys. Um, this is a placement I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> For real. The best thing on the road. No, man, this is what all artists say. I don't care if is I was sponsored right? by them or not. Before yeah. I was even working with them, with their spread base movement, um, that's like the backpack. Yeah, man, yeah, that yeah. thing slaps. It's yeah, like yeah. literally having like subs in your trunk <clears throat> on your back. Wow. So like, there's no excuses no more as artists. Like, good so homie. You, so you make a beat and then you, you bring put, that you with put me. Put sub pack on and you like test it out. Like, no, you make the beat with the sub pack. Oh, is that right? Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Since I got it on in the airport. Wow. I have it on my yeah, seat like in the airport. Nah, wow. it, people hey, f- they freak out from airports. Yeah. 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 Like what the? Hell? It looks like a halo. Like, yeah, yeah. I tried one before. Yeah. 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 They try to like take it apart. They try to they try to like unzip it like a backpack. How do I open it? See, that's good promotion for sub pack. Yeah. People seeing it like that. Yeah, with but like, even oh. even before that shit though, yeah. man. Like Chuck English said it best from the cool kids. He said, "You got headphones, a laptop. You got no excuses. I don't want to hear no sad bullshit. Oh, I can't write today. Oh, I don't have karaoke. What are these karaoke? I don't have speakers. Right. Like, bro, you got headphones. You got a MacBook Pro or a Mac, yeah. whatever Air. Yeah, you got anything? PC, Fruity yeah. Loops. Get to work." Like, don't give me that. I don't have. If anything, the road's the most inspiring time of an artist's life. Like, I've right? traveled to, all, I've been to Asia, South America, Europe many times now, all over. Like, some places I start hitting two, three times. I'm sure people have hit it 30, 50 times sure, in their career, yeah. but I'm just getting yeah. started. But, like, that's when I want to write more. Yeah. And so you go to a studio. If you're a musician on the road, you should be pretty in your right mind to, if you're not all spun out and crazy from the partying and the right. life. To go f- navigate your way into just a speaker setup, a studio. Yeah. Everyone was, everywhere I've gone, if I'm like, yo, I got an idea. If someone's like, oh, I'll call my friend. Oh, we'll go to, just go right on the road. Well, I think it's easy to find reasons why you can't create. Mm-hmm. If, that's, if you're going to allow yourself to, to do that, you know, you'll always find obstacles. Yeah, man. Um, so you say you're just getting started. What's the, what's the goal? Uh, we was just talking about what that was. What was the goal? <laughs> hey, man. Just, what do you think the goal was? Hey, man. Your goal. My goal is to make my mom happy, proud. Okay. Like, and she is, so I've already achieved part of it, but I know I could do better. Um, and my goal is, like I said, yeah, man, like my whole life's goal was not to like drive a, a Lambo okay. and sh- like go crazy. It's just my family's telling me most of my life, like, to do everything except music, but while supporting the music. So yeah. it's, like, very confusing as a young brain to, like, you know, I, I wanted to go to Berkeley School of Music. That was, like, my first dream. Everyone was like, oh, shit. <laughs> There's no money after that. Right. Damn. But yeah. I loved music, you know. We could read Trouble and Bass Club, and I knew theory very well. I studied right. different regional techniques of guitar, and I got really into guitar, man. It was almost okay. like a, a mad science for me. I still play. Yeah. But then, so, you know, yeah. 
that sucked, like hearing no your whole life. And yeah. then one day you're like, yo, look at this check. Right. Look at this check. Or look at my Instagram. Look at this tour. This is real, you know? Yeah. That's that's my end goal. And I already made that. So now I got a new goal. And the new goal is to, um, you know, eventually get enough Lucini out of this to set up like, uh, like my boy gave me an idea and I worked for this nonprofit in the Bay called Today's Future Sound mm. run by uh, uh, my boy Philip German, doctor. He's got a PhD, Elliot Gan. He's the man, dude. Elliot Gan. I don't know how to say his last name, but he brings like MPDs, like laptops, controllers to like middle schools and high schools in okay. the hood and, and runs like little beat shops all over. Right. He's done them in Peru. He's gone yeah. to Australia. He's... We're trying to work on starting one here in Los Angeles County nice. to where we can get a grant. And, you know, that's when I'm really playing ball is when I give back to the point where I can start giving back after worrying about myself for so long. Yeah, I want to be able to help out the youth, man. Like, yeah. save the music. when that st- Is that still around? I don't know. Yeah, exa- see? That yeah. sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, everything Reagan did to this country was, like, where I'm basically stuck in time at is fight, fighting for like they cut the music programs in school mm-hmm. that birthed hip hop mm-hmm. you know like let's give the music back to these because that's you know uh, undoubtedly the most important language to me besides mathematics is music so let's let's I want to motion towards saying that my end goal is making enough cheddar to where I can start putting some music back into some people's lives because dude yo like there's videos today still of kids like five, six years old that are prodigies. What if they For didn't sure. get that? Yeah. You know, what if we missed the next this, that, or that? I'm not worried about that for the money or the fame, but the culture and the preservation of jazz and classical. Mm-hmm. And, and, and ultimately, you know, that is probably the most intellectual route of music, mm-hmm. the path least chosen right now. So I'm going to fight for it in like 10 years. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, talking about... Uh, Reaganomics and and how that gave birth to hip hop was crazy. I'm watching right now uh, Hip Hop Evolution, really? on Netflix. That's a new one. So it's like an eight part miniseries. And I've been a hip hop. I've been in hip hop my whole life, and I'm like, you know, I know so many of those stories. But there's all this stuff that I didn't know. I'm gonna check it out. It's the first. It's the first, like thing on TV I've seen that's really teaching me stuff I didn't know about hip hop. It's really good. That's nasty. Yeah, um, I gotta check that out. Like, everyone talks about, I'll give you a quick one. Like, everyone talks about Cool Herc, like, being the first DJ to mix two two breaks together. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows that. And yeah. So they go into that, and I'm like, okay, I already know this story. But did you know that at that first party, there was a rapper? And, like, and they interviewed a dude, and he talks, and he tells you what he said on the mic at that time. Mm. And, like, I've, you know, I've heard that story a hundred times, and no one's ever mentioned a rapper. Never. 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 But All they mentioned was his like his sister or cousin's like birthday. Bash. Yeah, yeah. So like never they showed the, the flyer and this dude's name is on there and then they went and talked to him and but he never made a record. He never like he just did a few parties back in the day. But you know, anyway, it's a trip. Um, I digress. No, not at all, man. Like I'm so still interested. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna have to check that out. But man. so oh, so you're talking about Reaganomics and like how that affected. Um, <sighs> The fatal blow. Uh, to this oh, movie. the other thing too, I got to tell you, like, 1977. You know, there's like a few DJs. You know, there's Bam, there's Herc, there's Flash, there's like a few guys, right? 
And in the blackouts in New York in 77, everybody went looting. And all of a sudden, there's like dozens of DJs because they went and stole. Yeah. I think it was Grand Wizard Theodore. It's like, yeah, I stole two turntables and then (laughs) I became a DJ because now I had gear. You know. So it's like that one thing like had such an effect. Yeah, the the get down. Did you watch that? Yeah. You remember how they portrayed that in the get down? I was like, man, it's greasy. Greasy. Yeah. Greasy. but anyway, so that that's a yeah that's that's what's kind of going on and like not necessarily a, as big as a local like, I mean like yo dude like, people are messing with footwork all over the world like let that be known like it's, it's, it's a known fact there's like Spanish footwork crews, there's, Japanese footwork crews there's so for anybody that doesn't oh, know explain footwork, man dude that's a, footwork is basically, <clears throat> the progression from early, kind of like. Ghetto house, mm-hmm. so to say. And before footwork came juke, mm-hmm. it was like faster. Mm-hmm. You know, so just the dancers, was it the dancers requesting faster or the people just do faster? I don't know. There's always this discussion of just faster. People okay. wanted a little bit more, a little bit more. Okay. And they'd give them that. And then footwork just pretty much came because, you know, jukers are like fall on the floor, mm-hmm. like very like synced up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in comes someone, like, R.P. Boo, and, like, just throws the snare way out of the picture. <laughs> and, like, throws everything you knew about four, over four, mm-hmm. and completely, like, lobotomized on it. Mm-hmm. And by that, meaning, like, you know, programming on very, like, nowadays, I would hate if someone used the word primitive, but they're not. They're very advanced for their time, but very simple sequencers and drum machine. Star 70 and 660. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically, footwork is the evil baby that came out of the evolution from, you know, G House, <laughs> hip house, whatever you want to call it, like ghetto tech. Yeah. And then Juke and Jit were battling for pretty much superior power in the hood, from what I know. And that's Detroit and Chicago's, like, mm-hmm. known you know, dance styles and all that, because it's all dance music, right? But then Footwork came and basically didn't get any love nowhere. Like, it was just, like, almost like, no, don't play that. Like, Gantman was getting booked around the world when he was young. It was, mm-hmm. like, the first juke kind of dude, but they wouldn't let him play his juke music. They'd be like, oh, no, we want right. you to play house. Right. So he'd go to the places but not get to rock. So Footwork to me is, like, Kind of like on some punk rock shit, like mm-hmm. not to compare the two too loosely, but yeah, did no one want to hear that? Even me in San Francisco and Oakland, making it and playing it at all these like think about that, like Burning Man people, yeah, on ketamine, yeah, listening to my music, right, right, right. Oh no, they dug it, but yeah. they didn't know what the hell was going on, and so yeah, well, to fo- me, footwork to me is the craziest thing ever. It's an amalgamation of everything I love. Is there is there like a record that people associate that that's like with with that style that's like the 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 one record that like people <laughs> man baby come on godzilla man this is a few in the beginning bro yeah i mean what was the question again like the first the no you got it we both been trying to work. like uh the first one is like, there like I a said, record baby, that come on people really associate with like, like for, for work yeah, yeah. Okay, so one. I want to say, like, one of Rashad's fans, very first... I was going like, to get to them next. I'm saying, like, as far as... I'm, I'm saying, no, nah, they did, like, a long time ago. It was, like, a, 
it was shit that was on Dance Mania. You know, mm-hmm. you got to start with that. You got to start. Shout with, like, out Dance, Dance Mania. Mania so, like, with, even with Ghetto House, okay. even with, with Ghetto House, with that coming from House, it was just a little dirtier version. It was kind of faster. People were still footworking to it. Yeah. House Matic dance groups and everybody. So, I don't know. It was like, it was one track called like DJ Rashad, Child Abuse. It was the biggest mm-hmm. man on there. Dads, some Sluggo, Dion and stuff, Milton, Gamman. Then it went to like uh, Juke Tracks Records. Uh-huh. And it was DJ Godfathers in Detroit. Uh-huh. And it was like Clint, Rashad, Spin. It was like Boo. Boo was putting out his own stuff. He Boo was. was putting out like tapes. his own tapes. Yeah. yeah. He didn't really he had, like release on labels till later. Like Planet Mew. He put out Dude. Uh, Stuff really started getting bigger for footwork once Planet Mew got in the picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mark Mike Mike Paradinas picked it up and mm-hmm. kind of overexposed it to say like, you know, put out the bangs and works, put out DJ Nate stuff. Really started pushing other cats that were newer. And like Spin Rashad were, were like, the fuck, you know, like yeah. they got their shots. They went up. Shout out Code Nine for recognizing real music always before even footwork. You know, he entrusted Burial, mm. and he, he's always been pushing. He's pushing my little brother's music. Like he's always pushing dope for a hundred Who, releases. Who's your little brother? This guy right there. Oh, 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 my little big bro. And um, like I'm just gonna throw it out there. You know, like if it wasn't for like the lineage of what we just said leading up to that, there'd be no us. Yeah. So these are all like the building blocks sure. to this like truly American thing. Yeah. And that's another thing I dig is obviously being from an immigrant family, you know, my claim in America hasn't been the most American, so to say. But jazz, mm-hmm. hip hop, mm-hmm. basketball, baseball. <laughs> I mean, dude, we've given the world some dope stuff, don't get yeah. me wrong, you know, like footwork, ghetto house, techno, yeah, acid, yeah. like, you know, pretty much all good dance music you know there's a obviously italian disco is really hot so we're not the only ones that's got an early start sure a lot of cats french cats german cats can't forget about craft work and stuff you know there's people been doing this but we just do it so well (laughs) over here and i'm just blessed and humbled to say that you know if you go to the history books and go chronologically up at somewhere you have to stop and hear me or at least my collaborations with this guy who's bigger and better. You know, like, uh-huh. I appreciate that. I'd rather be part of something like that than just this EDM nonsense. And with that, I mean no disrespect, but they call it a culture. Yeah. And I just don't see the depth of right. what culture they're speaking upon. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so I'll give them that, that they do. You can call them a mass group of people a culture anywhere, you know? Sure. But the depths and levels and, like, how deep does this story go? Is it just, right. like, surface level? Most likely. Yeah. So how does, for you, like, because uh, you're talking about, you know, you started out playing all these instruments and, you know, but most of your music you're making on a laptop, right? Yeah. So, how, so how what I'm wondering is how does that, how does that training and those skills, like, how do you use those today in what you're making? Um. Well, the theory is always going to be there. Uh-huh. You know, the theory is always gonna be in any musical so how situation. Does it, because some cats, some cats are making like you can buy a computer and some software, 
I could start making music today, right? Dude, you could and, totally, like, within an hour right now, be right. up and running. And so if I do that, it's not going to be any good. But some, <laughs> but some cats are, like, don't have musical training, but yet they're making decent records, yeah. right? And so what I'm wondering is, like, yeah, it's true that I mean, yeah, I guess the theory doesn't really matter. That's just for well, me. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but I'm wondering how it matters for you. Like, how? What is? Tell me the difference between the way you might approach this yeah. versus somebody that doesn't have that training. Well, I don't, I don't finish a beat that I don't see linearly, like like a movie, like left to right. Okay. Like if I start some stuff, and if I don't get that flash vision of I know exactly what I'm gonna do, and like it's almost like you build it in your mind. Kind of like an automobile or like a vehicle, you know. First you got to draw it, then you got to build it, mm -hmm. you got to fly it, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's no really situation for guys like us. It's a very like improvisational okay. kind of attempt, like yeah. a lot of trial and error. Um, usually you start with some percussive elements, like as most productions, and then working with Tay is great because he he's very musical in the sense that he likes to write a lot of his own stuff and. I do too. I do a lot of sampling, as you can tell. Like I yeah. love it's, it's like a hobby almost more yeah. than a job. But the writing part is like separates the men from the boys, and then the treatment. Like mm. so just because that synth sounds good doesn't mean you're done. You, know, you got to slap the EQ on. You got to put a little reverb, put it in a room, put a little delay at the end of the eighth bar, just so mm -hmm. it trails out and doesn't mm -hmm. just sound like it stops. Like there's like little things like post production stuff. That gets me excited, I think. Mm -hmm. That's where I come into play as, like, a power player. I, I give myself that. I spent a lot of money in college. Like, my family helped me get through it. We spent a lot of dough, like, having me be able to have a leg to stand on saying, yes, I'm a professional audio engineer and a professional musician. And I mm -hmm. pride myself on being able to not stir the pot too heavy on both sides, but just the right amount. So, yeah, for me, it's, like, my NPC is, like, life. The Renaissance and the 2000XL, I just started nice. putting back on again more. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for me, like, the pads aren't rocking, then I'm not taking the track anywhere, you know? Yeah. But if everything's going good. Like, lately, I finished an album. It's, like, kind of like, nah, that's cool. But don't forget, like, before I put out eight mixtapes this year. Right. I was gonna put out twelve. Busy. I got kind of, I kind of ran out of Are you gas. Do one a month? I was gonna do one a month, and yeah. I got up to about August and September, and I doubled up eight and nine, or seven and eight. Excuse me, cold heat. Yeah. And like Delphine was like, "You gotta stop this shit." She's like, "You got an album to put out, so let's cap this out." You know, not in a bad way. She's like, "Just breathing room." Right. So I'm gonna do nine, ten, eleven, twelve next year. And then maybe just keep going forever. I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to stop that series. So let's talk about that because, um, you know, I'm interested how, like, social media changes, you know, the game for you as a musician and how, like, you know, like, traditionally, you know, if you're a certain type of artist, you're making an album every two, three years, right? So, like, if you're a rock band yeah, right, or a rapper, right. like... thinking like that. Right? You make a, rap, you make a record... You know, you go promo, then you go on tour, then you take six months off, start writing again, and it's a three-year cycle. Yeah. Right? And then in dance music, it's a little bit different, right? But if you're a house 
DJ or techno, you're still you you're making a single for WMC. You know what I mean? For like yeah. summer, you know, rave season or whatever. Oh, and, I got you, man. But you're doing it a whole different way. You're just like got a steady stream of music coming out. I mean, I just remember like in school they were saying something about business, like what was it? Quality over quantity or quantity over quality. Uh-huh. Like no one's ever done both. Right. There's no such thing. Right. Is that right? I don't believe that. I, I mean, that's, be- what the, that's what I've always been someone that's like, if you tell me something's not possible, I'm not. Because it's like my mom always said, believe nothing what you hear and half of what you see. Uh-huh. Just because someone says something does not mean it's true. Yeah. And I think people really work themselves up on it. But yeah, like, yeah, man. I think it's just that, that fight or flight. Yo, if you're feeling this interview, we got more back in the Rebel Radio archives. Go to rebelradio.net or hit Rebel Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud. Look for the um, Watch the Duck episode. That was a good one. And check out my man Champagne Drip. Those are two good episodes that you might like. But now let's continue with our interview with Tazo. So does social media, like how are you using it? Oh man. And does it change the game for you as far as like the, your connecting with fans? First, I wish I'm just gonna throw it out there is I, I wish I knew how to use it better. Okay, you know, like these young cats really got a grasp on how to. Yeah. You know, what, what goofy do you mean? memes. Like, what, do you, what do you see people goofy doing? Goofy memes. Okay. Goofy troll stuff. Like, yeah. Just this stupid post humor shit that my Boston ass does not find fucking funny for half a second. Right. I don't think I've ever laughed at a screen. Yeah. I've laughed at a comedian on the screen. Right. right, right. Or a show. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever laughed at a silent fucking screen. Maybe it's just world star videos. That's not a sound screen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll laugh. I'll watch that any day with you. We'll just run it. Just wild. Yeah. Run it. Like, yeah. You know, or funny videos are right. fine. But the way I like to use it is basically just music only. Okay. So I don't do politics. Right. I don't do, I mean, loosely like marijuana is like about to be legal. So I can't believe I even said marijuana. Yo, dank, dank. Like, <laughs> I think people really love to see that and forget right. about the album sometimes. But yeah. Take a picture, feel like it. So I guess the way I use it is just music only, music mm-hmm. only, lots of it, content. Try to repost my homie stuff as much as possible. Try to just nothing but music. Yeah. Like if you're following me, if you're which I don't know why. Thank you, but just <laughs> I don't need you to hit like under me to feel. Just rock my stuff at a club and take a video. Right. Do you know what I mean? People play our tracks all over, and the coolest thing I've heard was this dude said, "That's your spirit." Like, when your track gets played, you might not be there, but that's your spirit there. Right. Everywhere in the world, our yeah. tracks get spins. That's cool. You know, Bonobos played tracks all the way down to other, like, people you wouldn't even expect like mm-hmm. our stuff. Like, I found out Florence from Florence and the Machine, like, DJ Rashad, years oh, ago. Shit. I was like, word, that's never cool. saw that coming. You know, Dude, her the, show is incredible. These are all rumors, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if any of this shit's true. And so I, I know that people are listening, man, and... That's why I just give them music. I don't believe yeah. in getting involved with the selection. Bless you. Because look what happened. All these people getting involved got their feelings hurt. Right. You know, I'm anarchist. Like I'm, My mom grew up Marxist. I'm anti-establishment. Okay. Only establishment is tech life. Like, nice. And that is definitely not even coinciding with anything political. It's uh-huh. just faction-based. Uh-huh. So um, with, with that comes the territory of you have a podium now as an artist. Right. Why don't you speak out on all that stuff? Well, motherfucker, I'm trying to promote an album. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So well, I also think we saw this last election showed the maybe dumb, how, dumb. how little influence, yep, like so many quote unquote influencers actually have. Thank you for saying the best influences, influential people to the next generation aren't being heard. It's almost like they got a mute button on their face. Like, they'll say something. but Like, Jay-Z and Beyonce didn't get Hillary elected. Right. There was no mass camp. That was, like, literally, the, like, they, they booked that show, like, right before the election. Right. That shit should have been, no matter how much coverage and how much people care, how many musicians got involved, we still lost as a nation. Yeah. So, motherfucker, I'm putting out this album. Yeah. And my album's called New Start. And I didn't even think of how bad this year would be while I was... Uh-huh building this thing and now that it's new start like i want to i'm gonna tell people and be like yo like this album is a new start for me i feel like this country this world like we could all use a new start like a post a hashtag or like let's get this going like new start i know it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek a little sappy a little not hood enough but you know what like fuck them and fuck everyone because at the end of the day i believe that it's time for some sort of change, whether it's slow and steady or quick and rebellious. And like, let it burn or let it fly. But New Start for me is just like kind of like my redemption song. It's kind of like feels I've been featured on so many vinyl records, you know, mm-hmm. like featured, 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 compilation, compilation, compilation. Never have I had my own. And a bunch of labels flaked on me. I'm not going to name them, but, you know. Telling a kid you're gonna have your own vinyl record and not giving it to me was just like the worst feeling. And just yesterday, I got my white label, nice. my white label. Ah, that's cool. Something I've always the day I've been waiting for, pretty much since I knew what a white label was, man. Yeah. Flipped my head, and then today the vinyl came in London, so that's huge for me. And his album was or EP. Excuse me, I keep saying out. his EP, man, was like it's amazing. He did a video for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, I don't want to compete. I don't want to compete with you. I'm like, let's just cross promote and just like make another album after together and stuff. So nice. that's what the another beautiful part of us is. Just because the album comes out does not mean we're done working. Like, sure. If anything, it's like time to get back to work, but harder and more. And then Spin, his album gonna come out next year. Okay. Um, a lot of the guys, you know, Earl's album did tremendously well as our second release, our first release, Rashad's Afterlife, uh-huh. with all the guys on it, did extremely well. So. It's a lot to follow up upon. As a grown man, I'm just saying, like, this better go good or else I'm fucked. But I think I'm almost positive, like, um, that. So what does going good look like? Pre-sales. Usually based off, like, pre-sales and internet response. And it's been steady and really, really good. And I'm just thankful to whoever hears this and listening that is active and listening to our music and participating with our culture. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, and working their jobs or however they get their money and spending it on us, like on our brand. We thank you. Um, we, we're, we're, we're deeply humbled by it. And, um, you know, again, like I said, I want to give back, right? So the only way I can now is music because I don't have a deep enough wallet to mm-hmm. do anything major yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for example, like, I just have to say it out loud. Like, we talked about the Bay. We talked about everything. My heart's been aching since Friday. Um, I just want to send an, a, a serious... I don't know who's going to hear this or where this goes, but if anyone hearing this that knows what I'm talking about, 
uh, for the 36 victims of that fire at that rave at mm-hmm. the ghost ship uh, to their families, you know, like at least me speaking out hopefully for all of tech life, which I very rarely do is too many of us, but I think I can speak as one from all of us. Um, you know, our, our condolences and prayers go out with the families and the victims. And if I was in the Bay, I would have gone to the vigil mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I've played there, I'm pretty sure, years oh, ago. Yeah. yeah, I played all the warehouse. I played the Bordello in Oakland. Played, yeah. I played all these. I played Ghost, uh, Ghost Street 25th, whatever they called that spot on mm-hmm. San Pablo. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of spots like that, and I'm just worried. Now, you know, if I had a kid and that happened to yeah, my man. kid, yo, dude, like, the worst. Horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. Um, So hopefully... You know, you can go online. There's, like, the fire department is an easy place to find for Oakland. There's a lot of sites that will lead you to it. Do your homework if this hits home or if you're listening you got money and you want to help out. That's not going to bring the kids back is what my mom said, which is messed up. But, you know, any anything helps right now. So I know sure. the A's are helping out, the Warriors yeah. helping out the city. Yeah. There's, like, a ton of money being put in the pot for these families, and it's nothing to me. It's a piss in the pot. Yeah. as to what's going on, but I think that was the worst thing that's ever happened in dance music history. Yeah. The worst. Besides that gay club getting shot up mm-hmm. in Florida mm-hmm. by the Orlando ISIS. You hear Michael Shazen? <laughs> so it sounds like a WNBA team. <laughs> the Orlando ISIS. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you know what's up, man? Like, you give me an airwave, I'm going to say, you know, America, you don't fool me. There's no such thing as Orlando ISIS. <laughs> You don't fool me. <clears throat> but yeah, these this year has been nuts for the dance for sure. community. If there is a community, or just to say party culture. Yeah. Of, we lost Prince, man. Bowie. Everyone was crying like they knew these guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Word up, though. I mean, Prince showed up to Spin set at Low in Theory while yeah, right. I was on the mic and Spin was running game. And the purple one showed up. And nice. no, no one even knew. <clears throat> That's amazing. No one even knew. We left and didn't even know till the next day. We looked oh, online wow. oh, and shit. Spin's mom called him. She's like, you didn't say Prince showed up to you? Mama, what? It's <laughs> like, go That's online. Crazy. Goes on his iPad and Spin was like, the purple one, bro. The purple one. And he was playing Life, 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 Durbin's Prince remix. I was just hoping he didn't call his lawyers the next day. <laughs> Let's get these sons of bitches. <laughs> That's hilarious. Rest in peace, man. One of my biggest influences and idols. Yeah, no doubt. My whole life, man, just trying to catch up to this mother, <clears throat> mother funker named Prince, but no one in their right mind with half his brain, half mm. his talent and ability. No one's even got, like, yeah. halves on him. Yeah. Sucks. But, yeah, sure. just to come back to the album, new start, man. Can't wait for 2017, bro. I think we're all, except Cubs fans, <laughs> I think the rest of the world... <laughs> Minus the Cubs, Cubs fans nation right. is looking really forward to, you know, the, the events to come. And hopefully, you know, the way it's going, if you go off numbers, it's not looking good. So I'm not really running towards 2017, but I just can't wait to see what the next page of the next chapter kind of reads out as, you know. Well, the interesting thing, you know, you were talking about Reagan earlier, and, like, I'm interested to see what what art and music comes out of you know, current times. They're right? talking about the weeds is going to get taken back now because the, right. what's his face? I don't like to name drop 
politicians, that yeah, yeah. white lizard scumfuck, what's his name? Um, racist bigot bastard, uh-huh. 36. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know what to call these pieces of shit, but, you know, they try to take weed away. Right. Like, you already got what you wanted, man. Just, can we have right. some pot? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not that big into it to the point where I'm like, can we have some pot? But goddamn, like, people need to start going to jail for this shit at least. For sure. Um, sure. All right, I have a little speed round I, w- I like to hit you with. Was um, this like the first thing that come to my brain? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So if you can go back to, uh, you know, your give one piece of advice to your 18-year-old self or when you're just starting out, what would you say? Um, God gave you two ears and one mouth, not two mouths and one ear. <laughs> um, you cocky bastard, <laughs> you arrogant prick. I don't know. I'd probably say something like that to myself. Okay. No, no holds barred. What talent do you always wish you had more of? Um, basketball. Okay. I always wish I could like get in the paint more. I'm more of like outside three in the key. You know? Okay. Like, never really could get in. I get my shit busted. <laughs> Um, if you could choose another career and knew you wouldn't fail at it, what would you do? Professional Lego master. Is that I don't know. Right? No, I just speed round. Man, that could <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, any other profession, man? It'd probably be teaching. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, teaching kids music. So teaching music. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I got it in me, patience wise. <clears throat> if if I if I I just thought Legos would be a funny <laughs> joke. So if I was on your team, you know, worked for you or whatever. What's something I would hear you say over and over? Oof. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a whole lot of repeated. You'd never hear me say you screwed the pooch. That's for sure. <laughs> That's one thing you'd never hear. He's been wanting to say that for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever said that in my life. I mean, apparently it's a well-said thing that I've never said either. Uh, you probably just hear me say like head on a swivel, like okay. what my coach would say. Okay. Um. I just always think back to one of my favorite coaches, Nipper, man. He was always like, head on a swivel. And, like, that was the last thing I heard. What's before. that mean? Just, like... Like, pay attention? Head on a swivel, okay. man. It's kind of like when hockey coaches tell their guys, stick on the ice. Oh, okay. But, like, playing lacrosse, he was like, yo, like, head on a swivel. Because, like, there's some big dudes, you know? Right, right. That was, like, the last thing I heard, too. That's funny. Who would you be most excited to learn as a fan of your work? Man. Like... Oh, this is the speed round. Man, uh, someone with really good ears. Like, I'm talking about, like, a Stevie Wonder type. Okay. Like, someone whose ears are better than anything in the world. Like, they, you know what I'm trying to say? Not because he's blind. I'm talking about just, like... I get it. Someone with the best ears yeah. ever. Like, opera, concierge. Like, some master. Someone like Roy Ayers, if he was, like... You know, like, some... If Fela Kuti was alive and he was smoking a joint, he's like, I like that guy, Tasso. That would be, like, sacred sacrament moment. But, yeah, just anyone with good ears. Do you have, um, is there is there any, is there ever, like, a person in mind, a listener, when you're creating music? Uh, yeah. Like a specific person? Thousands of them. Okay. I just envisioned big. Yeah. Dance floor. No, outside. Oh, okay. I don't picture... Some tracks, I'm in a weird mood. I picture being in, like, you know, side. But most of the time, my, my like, mental vision when I'm tracking out is, like, I don't know, 10,000 people. 20, like, I just yeah going nuts. Yeah. So those, whoever fits that cast, 
What's the biggest show you've played? Man, like as far as merit, I played Glastonbury with Spin. Okay. Which is like... That's huge. It's nothing bigger 50, than... 100,000? There's 20 stages. Yeah. So there's 200,000 people total. 20 stages. There's like 20 stages. One stage is like you can... Anyone can play it. Yeah. It's like the smallest stage. Right, right, right. But people set up and just play. Right. And people rage. It's oh, wow. All in the mud and the rain. Uh, that was, I think, when I tell people, oh, I played here, there, and this, and that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Mauer Park was a competition for that. And Pitchfork in Chicago okay. was my favorite one. For sure. Pitchfork Chicago 2014 was the most lit thing and the most, like, emotional thing. And yeah. He was there. I was there. It was like, that was crazy, bro. There was a lot of people too. There was a lot of people going nuts, like mosh pits for our stuff. And yeah, people were right? crowd surfing. It felt like a like what I grew up wanting to do, seeing, but not as like, you know, uh-huh. not this. Sure, it's like more this. Right. You know. How? Uh, what's What's the last great book you read? Oh man, that's a great one. I've read a lot of books since this one. I've actually okay. read probably more books since this one than before this one, but I'd say The Four Agreements. Okay. Um, man, it's a wonderful read. It's so quick. You could read it on a plane. Yeah. I've read it, like, probably safer side of, like, 100 times. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's like my Bible. Yeah. The first chapter is be impeccable with your word. Uh-huh. And um, I think that... What it states and what my mom raised me with was just believe nothing with your effort, which you see is because most people aren't impeccable with their word. For sure. So yeah. it helped me like round off my mom knowledge. Yeah. She raised me right. Yeah. And then it helped me get the spiritual side connected without God talking. Yeah. Also, so it's just basically, yeah, that book I feel like anyone and everybody should read more yeah. than once. It's great. Yeah. What, uh, what movie do you think you've seen the most in your life? <laughs> Man, probably, like, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, shit. Like, my uncle used to just have it on repeat. Is that right? I was, like, four or five years. Yeah, man, I watched wow. some classics, like Ben-Hur. I've seen that. Yeah. Chaka Zulu. <laughs> like, I'm talking Casablanca. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. classic flicks, yo. I could tell you every part of them. Since, and I still run them back once in a while. And I'm, like, still amazed I could quote. And, like, my uncle's, like, a really cool dude. As huh? Greek as he was, he had good taste in movies. Nice. And um, we never watched, like, I watched Scarface in kindergarten. And, like, but I think out of all of the most, I feel like I watched Lawrence Arabia one too many times with him. Okay. Because it was four hours. He knew if he just put that on, I'd go to sleep. Yeah. So, yeah. Good movie. Who's your favorite DJ you've ever seen live? Man. Rashad. Spin. It's a tie. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to jump right away and say Q, you know. You've ever seen Kubert live? You've right. seen him live. ISP. Oh, I played Lone Theory Festival uh-huh. this year, and uh-huh. I, I got to stick around. And I, I like, dude, I had to watch ISP rock. Yeah. Um, so that that to me, if you want to talk live, that's the craziest. But DJing and scratching, uh, we're going to just separate church and state. So okay. as far as DJing, there is no one better alive right now, I think, than Spin, bro. Like, Spin and Rashad... But we lost Rashad, man. So, yeah, bro. You, what a technician, man. Yeah. Like, long blends, no headphones, never practices, never cares to. All the practices. It's nuts, man. How's that happen? We practice. 
He practiced. He just doesn't need to no more. You know? Yeah. They say only at the right time does the master appear for the student or the teacher appear for the student. Yeah. I was them to me, and I still don't think I'll ever beat him. I beat him at NBA 2K like a few times. <laughs> I'm going to just throw that out there. <laughs> Not by a lot. That's great. But, yeah, this that dude's like the Terminator. Nice. He, he just doesn't look up, doesn't put his hands up, just microphone raps, uh-huh. bigs the shit up. It's insane process watching DJ Spin perform. Um, and then having to be back-to-back doing with them around the world for the past few years, mm-hmm. it's almost like a job within a job because you just... It's almost like going to the World Series and like knowing the game's rigged and you're going to lose. Like you've been throwing that ball in your backyard since you were like five. Yeah. And like, all right, son, good job, but you're always going to be second place. Like it, it, it's it's motivating. Like it makes me want to like yeah. show him. But yo, he's next to me. He only said one thing on it, which is you know, he's been practiced, but spins the best. Yeah. Was, yeah. Just with the blends, man. Like can't mess with his proficient tactics. Nice. Well, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you. What um, where's everybody find you online? Let's promote promote the record and um, the socials, all that. Above all, like you can check all our stuff out at www.techlife57.com. Um, we have a Facebook like page, which is the best way to kind of stay current. Okay. Um, that's Tech Life Crew. Um, Twitter, same. Um. For me, it's everything is similar. It's at T A S O T E K L I F E at Tasso Tech Life for Instagram, at Tasso Tech Life for Twitter, um, and the rest is so forth. Like you know, SoundCloud.com mm-hmm. backslash Tasso. Okay. Uh, go to my Bandcamp, Tasso Tech Life. Yo, just type in Tasso Tech Life and see what comes up. Everything's good. DJ Tay, um, at DJ Tay Tech Life. On everything. Yeah. Pretty much. He's like okay. me. Everything's really... Everything redirect to techliferecords.com. Yeah. yeah. Like, we just got, like, this new, like, uh, we got, like, some new website features You, you got to see it's, like, soon. location, it's really GPS location for our shows. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't read it. I just seen it. It's crazy. That's for bands we got, like, some, we got, like, well, some crazy had, tracks I mean, like, coming out, like, some surprise. Yeah, we're trying oh, to, like, yeah, we we're trying to, like... Yeah, trying to like mirror what's going on outside of our site and then bring it into. I mean, any sites, everyone's trying to do that, you know. Like, yeah, but yeah. we're doing it more in a way that suits us, so it's a way to keep up. <clears throat> nice. But yeah, um, nice. Well, new shit, start man. coming out December sixteenth. Okay, dope. So check that out. And then you touring around that. Yeah, I'm gonna be touring around that uh, okay. as of next year. I'm gonna take the holidays off with the family, and um, starting next year, the gloves are coming off. Dude. Like we're going full tilt. And uh, yeah, you'll be seeing a lot more. Hopefully, we stay in touch, hearing a lot yeah. more from yeah. me. But um, yeah, man, come back anytime. Anytime there's something to promote, or we'll come back with him next. For sure. Time. Yeah, let's get let's get into <laughs> it, man. Hear yeah. the whole story. We got the tidbits now. Let's let's do the whole thing. <laughs> man, it's a yeah, pleasure. Sure. Thank you so much All for your man, time and patience. Maji. Yeah, that was Tazo from the Tech Life crew. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Make sure you hit us on Twitter at Rebel Radio Net. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.